You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Friday, December 1st, and we're talking some Royals baseball. We bring in Royals reporter for MLB.com, Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, thanks as always for taking the time, and let's start with some news in just this afternoon. Mike Moustakis, named American League Comeback Player of the Year. He returns from that ACL injury, suffered in 2016, played just 27 games, and had a tremendous 2017 season, 38 home runs, by far and away his career high. So has to feel good right for Moustakis, not only to come back from the injury, but kind of come back better than ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is uh, might be the third one uh, comeback player he's won if you, if you go around the around the horn here. Uh, well deserving. Uh, uh, really worked hard uh, last season. Uh, uh, his workout buddy was Jason Vargas, uh, who's actually another candidate for comeback player of the year. And uh, they worked hard through uh, 2016, and uh, he, he uh, hit the ground running in, in 2017, and. Uh, you know, just never looked back, and you know, obviously uh, set the Royals uh, franchise record for home runs with 38, and and uh, beating Steve Alboni's record, which had stood since 1985, and uh, just a, a tremendous honor for him. And uh, we should probably point out too that uh, another former Royal, Royal Greg Holland, uh, one on the other side uh, in the National League. So uh, you know, he had some tremendous years here, and helped him to the World Series in 14, and and helped him get to the World Series in 15, and. Uh, a great honor for him as well. Absolutely. Comeback Player of the Year, an, an important award. And, yeah, it says a lot about Moustakas to come back at such a high level, really better than he ever was. Um, you wrote a piece about the Royals' new hitting coach. Um, it's not the Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, Steelers <laughs> quarterback, as you pointed out, but his name is Terry Bradshaw. And uh, it's a cool story, though, with this Bradshaw. He kind of been through the organization, one of those guys that's worked his way up. Uh, tell us a little, little bit about him. Yeah, he's been he's been in the system since uh, 2000 and uh, uh, finished his career as a, as a minor league deal uh, with the Royals and uh, was a hitting coach at Double A, hitting coach at Triple A, and I've, I've spoken to a number of, of Royals hitters over the years um, who really give him credit for uh, for helping them um, get to the big leagues. Um, just a, a tremendous work ethic and a, a solid guy overall, and uh, knows his stuff about hitting and. Um, uh, of course, uh, shares a, a famous last name, first name, last name with uh, the NFL icon, and uh, he's had some really funny stories about that over the years. You know, where a UPS truck shows up at his house, and you know he, he's got uh, tons of stuff that he's supposed to autograph, uh, <laughs> jerseys and footballs and uh, photographs and stuff like that. And, and I asked him point blank, I said, "Do you ever wish you'd you know been named something else, someone?" some other name and and he laughed he said no no this is this is, this is kind of cool to have this kind of celebrity and uh i think it's going to actually escalate a little bit now he's got a big league job uh it's, it's, it's i know when he was he was hired for the royals minor league coach uh you know twitter really you know rose up and go well wait what terry bradshaw you know it, they were uh, a bit astounded too and so he's gonna have to put up with that a little bit longer but uh he's good with that he's he's come to peace with it uh and, and has some obviously some funny stories about it too yeah absolutely i mean I, I can identify a little bit with darwin trying to do takeout orders and everyone with the charles darwin joke so i can identify, <laughs> there you identify go. with that once in a while uh let's look at some of the um players that the royals have arbitration eligible non-tender candidates uh four four guys uh from what i counted there kelvin herrera nate carnes brandon mauer mike morin uh, any surprises you expect? The deadline is tonight, so by the time people listen, we'll know what the situation is. But any surprises that you expect? 
Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to play it safe here and say I, I don't think so. But you just you just never never know. I mean, uh, more likely uh, they go to arbitration with at least three of them. Uh, I'm not quite sure about Mike Moran. Um, you know, it's not would not be a ton of savings for them because even if he goes to arbitration. Uh, he's only probably going to get about seven hundred thousand, and he was a guy who just came up. Uh, they claimed in, in mid-September, and only got in about five or six games for them. So, uh, with Herrera, um, he is slated to make over eight million dollars uh, if he gets to arbitration, and uh, more likely they, they go that route or they sign him to a one-year deal, maybe as soon as today. Who knows? Um, and he certainly would be a trade candidate uh, as we approach the winter meetings of, you know, about 10 days. Um, Nate Carnes is a guy who's coming off thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. Um, certainly uh, they'll, they'll tender him uh, because he's going to be, uh, if he's healthy, he'll be a definite rotation candidate. And Brandon Maurer, guy they got from the Padres in, in a big deal uh, at the trade deadline last year, is also going to, you know, make a significant amount over three million, I think, in, in arbitration. And uh, but he's a guy with an electric arm. Um, it, it just wouldn't make much sense to non-tender him. Uh, I, I think they, uh, as they go to this slight rebuild, um, possibly uh, going into 2018, he could be, he could be a candidate to, to be a closer. Um, you know, that that's going to sound a little absurd with with how poorly he pitched with the Royals in the last two months, but he's got that kind of stuff. He's got a dynamic fastball, 95, 98 miles an hour, uh, a very good slider. Um, they just kind of, you know, got him unlock the key and unlock his potential. And, um, you know, he, I, I think he's part of their future in that bullpen. So I would expect them to tender him as well. We're talking with MLB.com's Jeffrey Flanagan and, we're about two weeks from the winter meetings right now. Um, and just looking at the Royals, we'll take a step back and look big picture for a minute. They're now going into year three, removed from their back-to-back World Series appearances. They won it all, of course, in 2015. In the last two years, pretty much right around 500. They were 500 in 2015, and then in 2016, this past season, uh, just two games under. So where is the team going from here? If fans are listening and they say, okay, is it a foundation we're building up? Are we kind of tearing things down and looking at younger players? What's the direction you sense overall from the team moving forward? Yeah, it's really uh, unknown at this point. Um, a lot of it depends on what the market will bear. Um, they've got nine free agents out there in the market right now. And uh, the two names that you hear the most about, Eric Hosmer and Mike Moustakis, uh, I think they will put all their energy into trying to bring that, bring back Eric Hosmer, not saying it will happen, but they're going to put their energy toward that. Um, mainly because, you know, if they go through a rebuild, he's kind of the perfect guy to be around for, for the younger guys to look up to in the clubhouse. He's a tremendous uh, teammate, tremendous leader, tremendous clubhouse guy. Uh, not sure they'll be able to afford him. You've heard reports of anywhere from 180 to $200 million uh, that he might get. Uh, but if the price, like it did with Alex Gordon two years ago, settles back down to the Royals, you know, they might have a chance to get him. Other than that, um, you know, Mike Miner, um, who's the guy they signed to a two-year deal from the Braves and really emerged as the team's closer in September last season and was fantastic. Uh, unfortunately for the Royals, everybody else in baseball noticed that too. And I think he's going to get a multi-year deal, and he he might be priced out of the Royals' range as well. So, uh, of all those free agents, I'm talking Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar, Jason Vargas, go down the list. Uh, I just don't see them. If they don't get Hosmer, 
I really don't see them making a ton of effort to get anything more, and it'll be probably more of a uh, medium to big rebuild uh, as we go in 2018. They, they, you know, made a run in 16. They made a run in 17, um, keeping the payroll up at franchise franchise record levels, uh, and quite frankly. Uh, they were counting on revenue from making the playoffs in those two years. It didn't happen, and now the bill's coming due. So uh, I think they've got to cut back on payroll and, um, you know, kind of rebuild for 2018, 2019, 2020 uh, and try to get back to where they were in 14. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, when you go through that rebuilding process, it can be tough for the fans, but also rewarding when you see new players coming up yeah. through the system. So as we wrap up, and a couple names for fans to be excited about, kind of going into spring training that this that could jump off the page and say, okay, yeah, these guys are pretty much ready to roll at the major league level. Yeah, I think they've seen a couple already. Whit Merrifield emerged as, as really one of the top second basemen uh, in all of baseball uh, last season. Uh, Jorge Bonifacio in right field, um, was not even on the 25-man when they broke camp and uh, came through with 17 homers. He'll have a full season in right field. Uh, of course, we've always known about Raul Montesi's potential, and uh, most likely he takes over at shortstop for L.C. is Escobar. And, um, he's a guy that is can be very dynamic, very electrifying. Um, and the guy they traded for way at the last winter meetings, uh, Jorge Soler, they've been waiting patiently for him to emerge as you know, uh, an impact bat uh, in the lineup. And I suspect uh, he's going to get that opportunity this year, most likely as a DH, just because of the way the team's positioned right now in the outfield. But uh, they certainly need him to come through. And uh, Chester Cuthbert, two years ago, uh, had a had a real nice season filling in for Mike Moustakis uh, when he was out. Um, he'll probably step in in third. Hunter Dozier is a guy, if they don't resign Hosmer, he could possibly be a first-base candidate. So Jacob Junis was a, was another guy that, that was in the rotation last year who will probably get 40 starts this year. So there is some potential in, in, in the young guys, and I think uh, you're right. It's going to be painful uh, for a while for Royals fans, but I think they know the direction this club's going. I think they have faith in, the, in management and Dayton Moore, and uh, they'll just have to uh, get through it the next couple of years, and, uh, and brighter days are ahead. Yeah, I mean, we saw them rebuild and get to a great point, obviously, with those back-to-back World Series appearances. So the the, the fans are in good hands with the management that's there now. Jeffrey Absolutely. Flanagan joining us. Jeffrey, thanks so much for the time. All right, thanks, Darwin. Absolutely. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.